Hey everybody, it's Andy Little bringing you a special edition episode of EM Over Easy. What you're about to hear is a conversation that I had the luxury of having with our good friend John Casey after the first two days of the teaching course. We did not do a day three conversation as we had to rush off to the airport to get back home, but what you're going to hear is our thoughts and takeaways from the first two days of probably the best course I have ever been to. I can't speak highly enough of the work done by the folks there at the Teaching Institute and just want to give them a big shout out. Now you're going to hear some specifics that we thought were important for you to know, but again, as we mentioned during this episode, you need to go to the teaching course. It is literally one of the best courses you can ever go to. Also, if you're looking for a good written summary of the teaching course, you can check out Sandra Vigor's blog, Scan Foam Online. Again, I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as we did making it. All right, guys. Well, welcome to the EM Over Easy podcast. It's Andy Little today, joined by one of our good friends who's been on the podcast in the past, John Casey. John, how are you? I'm doing great. Hey, thanks for having me back. I always enjoy hanging out with you guys and listening to you between uh, little clips that I get to chat with you. That's right. It's uh, We actually had the, the opportunity to where medical students that rotate with us are listening to the podcast before they come. And Drew, Tanner, myself, we've all had that awkward moment where a medical student um, has, has listened to us and they come up and they kind of start talking to us and it's the, I, I don't know you. And they're like, well, I know you, I listen to your podcast. So there is some of that, like it has gotten a little awkward at times. But, yeah, it is a little, it is a little funny. You have to adapt to that a little bit. Yeah. Much, much like today when at the teaching course, I'm sure when I went up and talked to Rob Rogers, like I'd known him for a long time. He's like, I've tweeted about, I've tweeted to you and I think we might've seen each other in passing, but as a follower on Twitter and listening to their podcast, I, I feel as though I know a lot about Rob right. just by listening to their podcast, especially with how open he is with with everything that's going on in his life so with that in mind we are here at the teaching course um john's this is john's second year coming um, that's right i got a cool title a legacy member yeah yeah legacy member that typically equals old yeah so you can take with that what you want but um or been there before or you know um things like that and uh it's been an exciting two days we after we are after day two we um i didn't want to do a recap until we had two days of it because the days were very different yep um and uh and john so what's been your big takeaway from the teaching course again having been here before you probably even picked up more fifty thousand foot view things than i did but what's been your big takeaway from the teaching course yeah it's kind of like the first time in the pool right you're just trying not to drown so this time uh getting in the pool with all these people um, that are just dedicated to their field. And then all of the learners that are there that are really as much mentors and teachers. I think we both, yeah. you know, you've, you learned that. I kind of told you yeah. about that, but yeah. you but mentioned you, that that would happen. And I was yeah. like, I, I, did, I never, I'd never been to an educational experience or that was anything that happened before. So to me, it right. was kind of a, a weird idea to think that my Absolutely. fellow learners were going to be mentors. Right. To where they well. become mentors, colleagues so quickly yeah. And, and peers, and they all have their expert areas, and they bring this international viewpoint. It's just, it's excellent. But but I will say that my, my big things uh, this year, uh, compared to last year, there's much more of a focus on curriculum design, yeah. which is something that, that I have a personal uh, big interest in. You yes. and I both participated yeah. mm-hmm. in our residency programs yeah. uh, curriculum through our through our EMEC or you know medical education. And having committee. both been chiefs, we understand a lot of the backbone and the right uh, the, the back the backside of things that yeah. our residents don't understand what goes right. through into a curriculum. And, yeah. and people that just receive the classes have no idea what goes into the front end of that if you really want to do a job. So so that's been a good one. And I would say the other thing that really has kind of come through on this one uh, in a more subtle way, 
but I think is really uh, quite valuable is that subtle, continuous emphasis on wellness, which is, you know, it's coming up through all of the 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 really good podcasts. I mean, you guys have already talked about it. Yeah. Alien mm-hmm. Academic Life has has talked about. Sam Edmonds did one recently. Yeah, yeah. a and lot then, of really know, good conversations. For, they're forming uh, committees and task forces to look at it. But but it was very nice because it was it was interspersed with the education in a really um, in a really delicate uh, way where it, where it didn't feel like you were being talked bad about for wanting to up your level of wellness. It was just more of a, hey, let's do this together. Yeah. Yeah. I have to admit from pretty much from from uh, start, you know, Rob did the the John Hines Memorial Lecture and he, he, he retold the story of him having his MI, which is an awesome story. If you haven't listened to it, it's on the Wildcast podcast. And it's really just kind of the wake up call to we are not supermen. Right. Um, to, to use the superhero analogy, we're not imperviable. We, you know, we are just people like everybody else. And one day we might be a patient and uh, we're going to have to go through the same thing that they do. And so making sure that you are well in your personal life and your balance, de-stressing your life, eating right, exercising, things like that. And then that just kind of kept going through the whole thing. I Even during the presentation um, section where, again, I, I've been really big in giving high-yield presentations and using good slides, and that's been something that our program has developed. And um, with Chris Lloyd, one of our, one of our, our colleagues that's really big into that and has kind of taught that from when I was early on in residency, what I took from those day one was – um, the presentation was about you. I think that was the really thing I got out of Haney Malamet's talk was is that people aren't there to see your slides. Right. They're here to listen to you talk. Right. You should um, be the star and the slide should back you up. And and that's something we've been working, you know, personally, I know you and I and, uh, and you know, Tanner and Drew as well, we, we take a lot of pride in our presentations, uh, you know, and, and that's kind of, we've then had other people like, you know, Chris, mm-hmm. who, who didn't go through our residency, yeah. one of the few, right? That did, but, but he brings in a new flavor. And then we come to places like this. I yeah. mean, I think I told you when I got back from, from last year. Oh, I, I remember when you got back. It, it I was, was so excited. You would have thought that, that you had just thought you were pregnant. Like, right. You just had this glow exactly. about you. Exactly. Yeah. Wait, I'm yeah. not pregnant. No. <laughs> so, so, not, un, not unless you're still taking your pills. Exactly. No, no. I, I take them daily. Uh, so along with a multivitamin. Very That's healthy. Right. That's right. So, so the... I came back so enthusiastic because I had found a group of people, mm-hmm. my cohorts like me, that were okay with being nerdy about podcasts and teaching and really wanting to know what that button does in PowerPoint. Yeah, and, exactly. And why is it? Because yeah. you, you know, I like the psychology of things. Why is it that some people can stand up and give this really compelling speech? Uh, speech or mm-hmm. talk, talk or you know or, or as we learn really entertainment they they can stand up and be entertainment educational it's just like one long word it's one thing together yeah. and and you i think one of the things for me is i grew up in emergency medicine through no fault of anyone in particular feeling that that was something you were born with yeah. that Oh, so Andy is a good lecturer, but Steve is not a good lecturer. And that the the way you figure that out is you stand up and start talking yeah, and see what talking, happens. Yeah. And the one thing that this course really reemphasizes is that there, of course, is going to be variability amongst the instructors and your natural ability. But you absolutely can hone and refine that and yeah. become uh, a great educator. And if you look at the examples they give, for example, uh, uh, Victoria Brazel, Brazel yeah. right? Very deliberate uh, yes. about how she does things and how body positioning and and things like that and her tone of voice versus someone that gives a, a 
you know, knowledge in a different format. You know, Scott Weingart, he's a great lecturer, but he's also amazing on his podcast. Where it's just him talking to his computer. Where it's just him talking. So he, he doesn't have the tool of body position right other than you know maybe maybe he does the power pose first i don't know yeah that would be interesting to get scott to take yeah. a screenshot of him yeah. doing his power to admit pose. Does, that he does the power does pose he do before, the power pose before. before he does lectures that would be that would be interesting um and so for me it was again the, the the there to see you and really the idea that um again the slides aren't as important it's more it's content it's knowing what to say and then i, th- I think it all kind of came to a head yesterday when um when when ian when ian beers birdsell got up Yes. Gave his, you know, from St. Emlyn's got up and gave his talk where he didn't have slides. Right. No slides. And, and you would, I would have thought that what he was doing was rehearsed, but right. I can tell you that it probably wasn't. Right. He just was up and he was Ian. Exactly. And I think that that's probably one thing that um, maybe prior to, to getting more into high yield lectures and shorter lectures and making them more on topic, I just always thought that you should leave that off the stage. Yeah. Um, and in previous talks, it was you need to become almost machine-like and, and, and give a very rote presentation. But that even in, even in talks that I've given that I've gotten good feedback from, it was because they saw that I was passionate. They saw me. Right. They didn't see my topic. Exactly. Um, and I thought that was, that really came out yesterday, um, especially in Ian's talk, because yeah. he did a great job. Um, yeah. Ian did uh, awesome in his, yeah. in his talk today. Yeah. He's, he's very masterful at engaging uh, that emotional yeah. trigger using the story to tell you what it is and to get his message across. And you're exactly right. And and it goes back to something uh, pulling a little bit from the legacy that was in the last teaching course, uh, which was Scott Weingart basically said, you should practice. And he, 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 he emphasized it this yeah. time, but, but now I've got that layering effect for you. Know, you, you need to practice your presentations to the point of mastery, to the point where the slide deck isn't necessary, and it was it was really interesting. You know, the faculty—they're they're all great friends, and you know, they they'll they'll talk with anyone that's there. Yeah, that's true. And I was they back will. listening to you know they were kind of having a conversation about one of the presentations where the projector kind of went out and died, yeah. and there wasn't there was no time. It was either you give the talk now, or you're going to miss giving your talk, yeah. and basically was able to give the talk with the PowerPoint of added. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Did, you know, was it sad that he had put all this work into this great PowerPoint? Yeah, probably sure. Yeah. But nonetheless, he was able to get up and deliver a very effective talk because of all that preparation. And I would say that, that in Ian's case, it's the same, the same thing. He's used his life format yeah. to get to that point of a presentation where yeah. he really frankly doesn't need slides and he can read the audience and, mm-hmm. and do what he needs to do. Yeah. And, and one other thing that came out of the, the first day with uh, giving good talks was, um, in, in, it was in Ian's talk and it was in, um, Haney's talk and it was in, uh, uh, who else talked yesterday? I, I, yeah. Other so talks that were people. given um, was the make it personal. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's something that, you know, I've got a couple of talks coming up that I've literally, you know, while I was sitting there, they're on my Google Drive and I'm going through them and I'm like adding slides of or adding in my thing, yeah. tell a personal story. Insert story here. Insert story. Because <laughs> the thing is, I think the one right. thing we forget as physicians is, is that we have a lot of good stories. Right. You know, it's the... Um, you know, I always joke with my family that, you know, you go to a dinner party with friends and as a physician, what do you add to that? Like I, my birthday was yesterday and I texted my family, I got a happy birthday with some of my family members and I was like, yay, my prostate cancer risk just went up 3%. Yay. And my yeah. brother, bro- yeah, you said that to me as well when I was <laughs> yeah. a happy birthday. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and that, and that's, that's definitely some of the stuff we learned, but we also have some awesome personal experience of, you know, sitting there with that, the, 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 the wife who just lost her husband or the 
the the telling the the mother of three that oh by the way this baby that was your last baby that you and her husband had tried so hard for is not going to be born right. um, and those are the things that we need to bring to our talks because I and I think of the last five or six talks I've given there wasn't a single one where I couldn't have done that right but I chose not to because yeah. of convention or timing or yeah. you know yeah. there's so many reasons but but it doesn't even have to be long and yeah. drawn out it's just enough uh, one of the little pearls that they gave uh, for all of you people out there in residence yeah, we don't want to say everything you yeah, need we're not going to give you everything you need to go to this yeah, course this is, so we're just kind of giving yeah, the we're going to give you a few little freebies samplers samplers, samplers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one of the ones that I really liked which is really germane I think to peer education amongst residents right if you're a resident preparing a talk is to tell the story in the terms of, so you're the resident that's on duty today yeah. working this case. Instead of starting off your chest pain talk or your back pain or your rash talk with just here, start with the story and make the protagonist in the story the resident in the audience and then lead them through that story. It's so simple, but it's so effective and it puts you miles ahead in that presentation of anything else that you could do. Yeah, and you saw that in some of the presentations even going into day two, Ken Milne gave a great talk on EBM. Again, not gonna give all the specifics. I would tell you that as as a current research director, it made me a little embarrassed to be a research director. You should not Ken's, be embarrassed. With, with you, Ken's talk because Ken, did, were, yeah, yeah. Ken did a great job. Of he course used, he did, but you he, were the star pupil, man. That's true. I, you I, were the I, star pupil. I did answer the correct question. You can look on Twitter, it's yes, there. Yeah, um, it's there. Uh, but again, the, you, he made the audience um, engage. And it wasn't a, all right, who wants to answer a question? It was, why don't you come up? Hey, what do you think about this? Because there's an appropriate time to do that in almost every talk that you give, especially to residents, especially to students um, and at conferences. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You're excited that he made the audience engage. I'm excited that he made me the king of France. That is true. He did. I, did. Yeah. I have a yeah. crown to prove it. <laughs> It's it's for those of you sitting that right with, over here. Actually. For those of you that work with him on shift, I apologize. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I cannot wait. His king complex has been um, solidified, edified. Or edifi- edified, edified, edified by the folks of the teaching course. Uh, yes. Um, so, John, if if you could really take away, what was the the one? If you were to take one thing that you got from the last two days, and again, we're gonna um, we're gonna follow up with this by doing a third day and maybe do a whole wrap up session. But the fir- I wanted to do it over these first two days because I feel like this is really the meat and potatoes. Sure. Of, of what it is. And tomorrow's kind of the dessert. So yep. out of the, the first, the main course of the course, what do you think happened? So I think the main takeaway for me is this reinvigoration that medical education matters yep. and that when I have the joy of helping someone learn something that they were having difficulty yep. with or struggling with or even that they were good at, but now they're a little better at, yeah. that... I, as a medical educator, have not just touched that one person, but through all of the people they will care for and all of the people that they will touch, have really helped lots of patients. And that yeah. that's a gift and it should be celebrated and you should feel good about that. It's not, you should be proud of what you do and and it matters. Yeah. And, and uh, I feel like you read my mind. Um, I did. I, actually, I, I used the crown. I, I actually had a case. Uh, I do work a couple of days a month uh, at not our shop to, to stay fresh on my skills and not have residents. And um, I had a case. I'm not going to say when, but had a case there where as I was taking care of this patient that was critically ill and his family was there and they were dealing with the, um, the thought provoking and the anxiety and the sadness of that, I was taken back to a recess room with our program director, Bill Frazier. Yep. Literally. Like, literally, right. I, I Almost as if you could transpose them. Right. You could see um, it clearly in your mind's eye. And I remember him with a similar situation, you know, hugging a family member and crying with them and 
telling them that he was sorry and that, that we had done everything that we could. And it was one of those that every time I take care of that patient, Bill will be in the room with me. Right. Um, and that was that these last two days empowered and made me remember that that's really what this is about. Right. Is it's about us imprinting the appropriate skills and the knowledge. And, and you got to be smart to be a resident. You got to be smart to be a doctor, but you have to also have the next level skills, which I think this course invigorates us to want to give residents um, to be better providers and then for that legacy to go on every patient that they see and to be a better teacher you know to to use the gift that you have and to develop it and to let that bring you joy as opposed to thinking oh i gotta get up and teach again yeah well, John, this has been, uh, again, I'm really glad you, uh, I, you didn't make me come, but you definitely encouraged me to come I, and, and, and planted and, and a seed. And in your wisdom, you chose to come. You looked it up and, yeah. and uh, you know, and it, it's been great. Uh, it was fun coming last time, but it's really fun if you if you get the chance, if you can come with another faculty member or resident. Yeah. Don't forget, there were residents, there were students yeah, there. Yeah, there were. And yeah. not just emergency medicine physicians, no. we had critical care docs. Anesthesia. Anesthesia. And yeah. people, I mean, we've made friends now from Australia, Austria, yeah, um, Canada, yeah, too. Canada. We got lots of lots of good friends from uh, Canada. Um, so, so you know, if you're thinking about it, you can uh, probably reach out to Andy. I bet you can find him on Twitter. Yeah, I'll say yeah. <laughs> if, if 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 you need an endorsement for this, yes. go to the teaching course, That's whether right. it's in Cabo or whether it's this yeah. one or the one that's in front of Smack. And you can tweet um, either one of us, and we'll be happy to to give you a recommendation at John KCDO at John KCDO and that's at Andy right. G Little. All right, guys, thanks so much. We'll be talking to you later. Thanks. Bye.